hear now the word of the Lord from Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time again that you have given us in your word. We thank you that we come this morning not to uh, celebrate me, but to hear from you, to worship you in this place, and to celebrate the things that you have done, the things that you are doing, and the things that you will continue to do in this place. Lord, you are a good God, and I pray now that you would bless us through this proclamation of your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Now, that video we had to, uh, I had to endure, uh, was wonderful, but it was too good. Uh, you all are too uh, kind to me, and uh, to stand and, and honor me as you have uh, is so humbling. Uh, I'm honored by many of you that I see here uh, from different parts in my journey. Uh, you have to be on your best behavior, though, because I even have some of my friends from my hockey team who are here. And, uh, and don't worry, the roof isn't going to cave in. Uh, so uh, we're going to worship the Lord in this place. We're going to hear a proclamation from his word. Uh, a lot of people have asked me if I'm excited about uh, this new adventure, this call to go and be the senior pastor uh, of a church in Pennsylvania. And uh, I've been using the word excited along with an assortment of other words. Uh, I'm, I'm experiencing a whole breadth of emotions and, uh, but excited is one of them. I, there are some aspects I'm, I'm very excited about. Uh, my wife is not using the word excited. She's using the word obedient. But she is very thrilled. The church uh, in Pennsylvania, Bethany Evangelical Presbyterian Church, has blessed us. They have uh, welcomed us with open arms, and they have been a real blessing to me and to my wife and to our children. And we, uh, we are going to, to be loved on uh, when we move there. Uh, but uh, there may not be rejoicing in all of the pews this morning. Now, there may not be a sense of excitement uh, for us. There may be a, a real sense of sadness. And, and this is why this text is a great text for us to uh, go through today. Because really, uh, Paul is writing to a church uh, in the midst of difficult circumstances. And, and one of the things that he is going to articulate is that because of the work of Jesus Christ, we can rejoice in the midst of any circumstance. And so today we rejoice because God is good and God is faithful. And, and I rejoice today with a thankful heart. Uh, when I was trying to decide what text to choose for this morning, I, I wanted to find something that would allow me to say thank you to all of you. 
I, I struggled at first to imagine. I thought, well, I had uh, chosen something from Ephesians 6 that you could, could just pray for me, but I thought that is too me-centered. I, I wanted to be able to, to celebrate with my brothers and sisters in Christ uh, this transition, this call from the Lord. And so uh, I was happened to be reading uh, in my daily reading the letter of Philippians. And I, I read this and I said, this is the text. I, this is the text. And, and I knew from the first, uh, from just even the first words, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy. I love Eastminster Church. And I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about faces that I see right now. I love my Eastminster Church family. You have all been an incredible blessing to me. And so I come this morning to preach from God's word with a thankful heart, to say thank you, to encourage you, to strengthen you, and for you to do the same with me. Uh, each and every week I, I, that I have the opportunity to preach, I often you'll hear me say that uh, I like to preach so that you and I might be mutually encouraged in each other's faith. And I hope that that would be the same today, that you would feel encouraged today of your partnership with me in the gospel. And that's, in fact, what Paul then uh, describes. He talks about how uh, the Philippian church were partners with him in the gospel, they were partners. In fact, they had actually sent Epaphroditus to come and meet Paul and shower him with gifts. And I've already seen a cake and all sorts of uh, wonderful treats and a, a little basket with uh, cards have been placed in there. And you all are blessing me in a very similar way that Paul experienced here. And he is saying thank you for. But he is very clear to make mention that everyone, we are partners in the gospel that God has a mission and we are on the mission. There's no bench warmers on God's team. Everybody is in the action. Everybody is on the field. Everyone gets to play the game, gets to be a part of what God is doing in this place. And so it is with great joy that I pray for you, that I remember you often in my prayers, and I pray that you too would partner with me in the gospel. In fact, you've been partnering in the gospel with me since the very first day. Uh, Dana Miller is going to sing for us in just a little bit. She sang right up here in my ordinations. Uh, several of my ordination uh, commission are here this morning. It is a wonderful thing to know that I'm surrounded with so many partners in the gospel. We all have work to do. God has been so good to be at work in this place for so many years. Just a, a year or so ago, we celebrated a 30, uh, 60, uh, our 30 years in this building and 60 years as a church. God has been good to Eastminster. God has, has done amazing things and countless numbers of young people have come to faith through the ministries of our, our youth and children's ministries, uh, through Westminster Woods. And, and it is exciting to see the teaching that has come out of this church uh, in a wonderful array of things that God has been doing here. And God not only has been doing things here, but through Eastminster, God has reached out to the world. Uh, we we uh, support a number of missionaries all over the world and we partner with other organizations, but we are all partners in the gospel. God is doing a work in this place. It's not done yet. He still has work to do and he will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. But that day has not yet come. 
And so until it does, we celebrate, we rejoice, we come together, we gather to worship the Lord who is doing a great work in our midst. We are partners in the gospel. But we're not only partners in the gospel, we're also partakers of his grace. Each one of us is incredibly sinful, more so than we realize. But the grace of God goes beyond the sinfulness of each one of us. Uh, an amazing thing about being a pastor is sometimes uh, people will tend to put you on a pedestal and, and, and think more highly of you because you're a pastor. Well, uh, there's been a number of times right from this very pulpit that I've confessed to you that I'm not perfect. I've spent time in the penalty box that, uh, that I've, I've struggled to, to keep my emotions in check at times. And, and we've walked through those times together. And y'all have shown me grace. Uh, I tell people often that I know this church is full of grace because I grew up in this church. I was one of the little kids uh, running around. My, my first memory at the old Ninth and Armor building was taking a soccer ball and trying to kick it into one of the ceiling fans in Fellowship Hall. And uh, you all have known me. You've seen me run around and cause trouble. And yet, you still let me be a pastor here. <laughs> Which tells me that you have grace. But also, uh, things don't always go according to plan. Uh, I, I make mistakes, and sometimes I stand up before it's my time to come up, and, and Dr. Wine is gracious to me, and he gives me the little nod like, it's not your turn yet. Uh, go back and sit down. And it's a wonderful, grace-filled place. Uh, we are all partakers of God's grace, and the secret is that I actually know that you're sinners too. Uh, and so we have this mutual thing that you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, we all are in this together and we work together and we encourage one another in our times of weakness and sometimes some of us are stronger than others and we lift our brothers and sisters up and we, we walk through good times and difficult times together. And we've been through some difficult times here as a church, haven't we? We uh, have, have gone through an amazing stretch of, of senior pastors uh, in recent years, and, and those are some difficult times, but, uh, but the Lord has been faithful. And, and even without a senior pastor at the helm, we transitioned into another denomination. God has been good to us. God has been uh, very good to us. And Paul calls us out. He says, uh, we are called to defend the gospel. We're called to confirm the gospel. And what is the gospel? The gospel is that we have received grace. The gospel is that Jesus Christ came to the earth fully God and yet he became fully man. He lived a perfect life and he died the death that we deserve to die. But he did so because he loved us. He showed us the full extent of his love, laying down his life for his bride, the church. And then the grave could not contain him. But in three days, he was raised again to new life. And he, he shares eternal life now with all those who had placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Anyone who would call upon the name of our Lord Jesus will be saved. And so that is the gospel. Gospel means good news. And it is good news for sinners that we have a savior in Jesus Christ. We are all partakers of God's grace. We're partakers of God's grace and we're partners in the gospel. And so uh, what are partners in the gospel who are partakers in the grace of God called to do? Well, they're called to pray for and encourage one another with a thankful heart. And that's what I see in this uh, opening passage of Paul's letter to the Philippians. He says, I pray with joy for you all. 
I hold you in my heart. I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Now, Paul was given maybe three or four months to be with the church. A number of people came to faith uh, in Christ in his time there, and he is writing them. Uh, he, he loves this church. And so he is encouraging them. He's telling them, he's praying for them. He'll continue to pray for them. He holds them in his heart. He yearns to be with them. And he's so thankful because they have loved him. And, and I say the same to you. I love you. I pray with joy for all of you. I want to see God do incredible things through Eastminster. I don't think he's done here at Eastminster. I think God has great things down the road. I hold you in my heart. I often think of times that I've been able to spend uh, with many of you. And, and sometimes we're, we're praying with joy and other times we pray with tears, but we, we go through it together. I hold you, I cherish you in my heart and I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. I'm so thankful that the Lord has allowed me to come and to be your pastor. It's such an honor and a privilege and one that I do not take lightly and I yearn to be able to be with you all. I yearn for you all. I'm thankful that uh, Pastor Stan has agreed to let me come back and participate in a wedding here this summer. Uh, I'm excited that perhaps I'll be able to return around holidays. I'm thankful my family's here. My wife's family lives in town. So we plan to come back and check in on you all from time to time. And if I don't, maybe you'll get a letter from this guy named Paul as well but it'll say some of the same things that we see in this text. We are called as partners in the gospel and partakers of God's grace. We're called to pray for and encourage one another with a thankful heart. And so I, I, I commit to do that uh, with all of you. But I'd like to give you a charge as well. I'd like to ask you to do something as well. And I'm gonna use the words of Paul here to the Philippians to, to be my charge to you. Paul says to the church, he says, it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. It's all to the glory of God. But I will pray and I will encourage you and I will charge you this day that your love would abound more and more. So when I return in a few months' time, I would hear stories of how your love has abounded more and more, even in my absence. You see, partners in the gospel don't have to be partners in the same staff or partners in the same church building. God is at work all around the world and we remain partners no matter where we are located. We are all working for our Lord Jesus Christ. And we want people to know the Lord, to know his word, to know his will. And so I pray, I pray that you will get involved in, in a grow group. I pray that you will add to your faith and add to your love knowledge. I pray that as you spend time in God's word, he will start to reveal things to you that you didn't see before, that you will begin to have discernment, to know what is good, to know what is righteous before God. And so I encourage you, if you're not already, to read your scriptures regularly, to read the Bible every day, to hear from the Lord God directly what he has called you to, how he has loved you, 
Because the day of Christ is coming. That is secure. And he will make us pure and blameless, and he has made us pure and blameless through the blood of Christ. But in the meantime, before he comes, may you be filled with all righteousness, that others would see your love, would see your good deeds, and they would be drawn to this one we call Lord and Savior. I know some of you aren't very excited that I'm going to be moving to a faraway place. I know some of you have expressed sadness, and, and while you're happy for me, uh, it's a very difficult thing to, to come and, and to be happy uh, in this time. I want you to hear these words uh, from Tim Keller. He uh, was uh, on Twitter, and he said, it's remarkable that in all of his writings, Paul's prayers for his friends contain no appeals for changes in their circumstances. And so I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I'm going to ask you to pray for me. Not that my circumstances would change. Not that uh, God would, would uh, end my time in a place that he has called me to go. But that you would pray that in the circumstances I'm in, that I would be able to boldly declare the word of God. And that many more would be drawn to Jesus so that God would be glorified no matter where I am no matter the circumstance. Uh, I want you to, uh, to pray. I actually thought about uh, having Ephesians 6, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the text that talks about putting on the spiritual armor of God. Uh, at the end, Paul has a request, and this is my request also to you. And I, I would ask that you would pray also for me, the word, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. God is at work all around the world. And I believe he has given me this desire, this gifting to preach his word. And I believe God has called me to go and serve a church at, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to honor him there. And I pray that you will pray for me as I do that work, that I would declare the word of God with boldness, that I would not hold punches back, but that I would declare it boldly that everyone would know the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna pray for you and I ask you to pray for me. This is why I have a thankful heart today because I know you will do this thing. I know you will be in prayer for me, for my wife, for my children. I know you will continue to love us as you have been doing for throughout my life. And so today, I stand before you to give praise and glory to God and to say thank you with a very grateful heart. Let's pray. Father, we are so pleased that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, that we would be able to experience grace in this world. Lord, we need your grace because we are a sinful people. We are a people that is often far from you, and yet you have loved us. You have placed your love, set your love upon us, and you have raised us with Christ, and you are doing a great work in our midst. You allow us to partner with you to be partners in the gospel. And so, Lord, I pray that you would continue to do your great works in us and through us and that we would encourage one another and lift one another up in prayer with a thankful heart. Lord, you are good. We give you all praise and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.